What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Rivian. The company has recently reported its first public uh, or its first financials as a public company. This is one of the most interesting IPOs to watch right now. Fascinating case study with a hundred billion dollar market cap electric vehicle company just at the cusp of delivering its first vehicles. All eyes on this company. They just won the Motor Trend uh, Company of the Year. Um, big fan of what Rivian's doing from a company and business model and product perspective. But the stock has gone, in my opinion, out of control. Um, they're burning over a billion dollars a quarter. They're at this, they're trying to launch three vehicle programs at once. The difficulty of what's going on with Rivian cannot be understated in terms of a business model perspective. So I want to walk through, uh, their first financial results as a public company, go through my thoughts and how I think this Rivian stock story, um, sort of unfolds. I really do think this is probably one of the best case studies in all of the financial markets right now. Um, just in terms of fascinating, uh, just it, it, it's interesting it's blowing my mind so there's rivian there's the electric pickup truck first shareholder letter is released um they're hitting us with some major key highlights here uh 71,000 net pre-orders this is actually a huge increase to rivian's backlog i would say this is probably one of the most important numbers that are not the financials how many people want the vehicles are in a line for them 71,000. so if you order a rivian vehicle right now it's going to take you at least two years probably about to actually get that vehicle so they are planning to deliver all of these by the end of 2023, but about a two-year backlog just for the pickup truck and SUV. They have their 100,000 unit order from Amazon, 200,000 unit production capacity from their normal Illinois facility. They purchase another factory in Georgia with a 400,000 uh, unit production capacity, which is scheduled to come online in 2024, um, 10,000 plus employees, and launching those three vehicles at once. And so I'm going to go through the shareholder letter briefly, um, but then I'm, I'm just going to get to the cut and dry financials because this is a lot of, you know, BS this is what the company wants you to read. Um, but I do think it's important to just actually look at the actual financials themselves and see what kind of numbers Rivian is putting up. But before we get into that, let's look at sort of the KPIs of the business. The most important thing here, uh, Rivian still early stage needing massive capital to get off the ground has raised $13.7 billion dollars. Um, as part of this IPO, so it's $13.7 billion in cash, a huge war reserve of cash, which is simultaneously uh, Rivian's biggest asset, but also their biggest liability in, in the fact that I think Rivian is too bloated. And so actually, I'm just going to cut to the chase right now and sum up what I think the gist of this entire thing is, which is Rivian is too much money. They're too lazy. They're too bloated. And I think that is going to be the company's Achilles heel because what made Tesla succeed, what made them so profitable today is that they almost failed. Um, they had an extremely difficult time getting manufacturing off the ground. All eyes were on them, a ton of scrutiny. They had to fire a ton of people, a ton of different times to sort of get to this extremely lean and capital efficient company to be the only automotive company to survive in 100 years. Remember, no automotive startup has survived in like 100 years in the US. This is one of the most difficult businesses you could possibly get into and this is one of the things I believe that I think the market is missing is that it's actually an extremely bad business to get into um, is the business of electric vehicle production software SaaS software as a service is an incredible business to get into extremely high margins extremely low incremental cost to scale the vehicle business is the opposite of all of that and I would argue it's one of the last business I will probably I almost never want to invest in electric vehicle companies or any sort of hardware manufacturing vehicle companies because the margins are super thin, the hype is too high, the difficulty is insane. I just think the expectations are way out of whack. And Tesla, in many ways, was a very unique company because um, they have layered in so much software and energy into their vehicles and so much state-of-the-art manufacturing, not even just the product innovation, but the manufacturing innovation, um, that Rivian's going to have to achieve all of that. And the market's giving them all of the credit to achieve all of that. So, um, Let's go, let, let's go here to check out 
what's going on with these Rivian, uh, the Rivian Q1. So they only delivered, this is crazy, a $100 billion company um, delivered 11 cars in the quarter. Let me see if I can cut. Yeah, here we go. So Rivian actually delivered about 11 cars in the first quarter, but because they're in the middle of the production ramp right now, they're expanding like crazy. So they do give us the numbers that as of December 15th, you can see here, they have produced 652 R1 vehicles and delivered 386 of those, including the production sale of our first two R1S vehicles. Um, so I do think that is kind of a cool thing to talk about. Um, Rivian has actually, I've been pretty impressed, has launched the deliveries of this vehicle, which is their not, uh, which is their SUV product. So not just their pickup, but their SUV has actually started deliveries. They've delivered two of these to RJ Scringe, the CEO and the CFO. So fascinating to see that get off the ground. Um, and now let's go back to um, this. Okay. So they have started the deliveries of those, two of those. Um, so 388 vehicles delivered as of December 15th. So only 11 uh, vehicles delivered in Q3 that produced a million in, in revenue. So about, we're already looking at probably like four or 500 deliveries in Q4. So you can expect revenue to like 40X to like maybe even like 40 million um, in the, in the fourth quarter. So extremely fast growing, lots of moving pieces right now. Um, and they're launching, as I said, three vehicles at once. This to me is an extremely, uh, difficult thing. Tesla had a lot of problems launching just one vehicle at once. If you remember the model S and the model X. So Rivian is trying to do triple that at once. And yes, they're better capitalized, but I would argue this could be a stumbling block because that's just going to be so, so hard. So they did win a ton of accolades, Motor Trends Truck of the Year. Um, they've been getting incredible press from people like MKBHD, um, who I really support and I'm a big fan of. You can just tell on the internet zeitgeist that Rivian is actually uh, gaining a ton of traction. Look at this. This is Google Trends. This is probably going to make some people mad. Rivian almost got up to where Tesla is in terms of Google Trends just a couple months ago when they IPO'd, still showing a lot of search interest given how new they are, how little products they have in the field. I've been very impressed with what Rivian's been able to do from like a hype and product perspective. People want these cars. They're generating buzz. I think they're becoming a cool it brand and that's super important. And you think about the the pre-order numbers here, they had 46,000 pre-orders when they IPO'd, already jumped to 71,000 pre-orders. So a lot of us were thinking about the valuation of Rivian. What is the potential of this first R1 platform, that pickup truck and that SUV? It's looking like demand could be 50 to 100,000 vehicles a year at scale, just like the Model S and X for Tesla. So that's actually really, really promising. So from a consumer and product angle, there was so much scrutiny on this launch. There was so much hype. I got to say they've kept the hype going. They've kept um, people sort of thinking there's the special je ne sais quoi of the Rivian brand. This is an amazing product. This is something that's aspirational. This is I want. This is a cool it tech product, just like Tesla broke the mold of cars becoming sort of like the iPhone. Like just like what I said, MKBHD posted a review of the Rivian. Think about that. MKBHD is the leading smartphone reviewer. Uh, he was the creator of the decade. He's got like 15 million subscribers or something. First of all, just an awesome guy too. But you look at what he, creators like him are doing. They're starting to cover Tesla and Rivian like electronic companies, like smartphone companies, not like car companies. And so we're seeing this bleeding of the zeitgeist of electric vehicles becoming the it tech product, just like smartphones were a couple years ago. And I think that's why you're seeing Amazon, Apple, Tesla, Google, everybody wants to come up with the sexy self-driving electric car because this is the it new tech product of the decade. And Rivian is, is capturing a lot of that je ne sais quoi and able to maintain it. So that's super important. Um, I don't know if you guys are, 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 if I'm losing you on that ramp, but uh, okay. So now let's talk about, let, let's just get into the financials before we get into anything else. Cause that's kind of what I like, or maybe some cool pictures here. Look at this. I mean, it does look like a cool car, although I have to say 
It's a little bit boomer compared to the Cybertruck, but I do say the Rivian looks cool. And I love this niche. Like, they're going for adventuring and camping. That's just something different. Although I do camp my Tesla that Tesla's going for. So let's just cut through all this BS and look at the numbers because this is what matters to me. And actually, I put to what I think is the most important number of Rivian into a simple chart here, which is their operating losses. This is the profit showing on their income statement per quarter. This is revenue minus all expenses um, of the company operationally, not even including CapEx. This isn't the full cash burn, but this is just the income statement. Rivian has burned a record $780 million in Q3. So look at, look at this. So Rivian is burning an insane amount of cash. Like I said, nobody's ever ramped three vehicles at once. That's almost impossible. Um, they have to build out an entire service charging network, build out two factories at once, hire all these people, poach them from Tesla, pay them insane salaries. This Rivian has been flooded with almost unlimited capital from Amazon and Ford, and they are spending it. Almost a billion dollar operational loss a quarter, up 200 million sequentially. This number is gonna be a billion dollar loss very, very soon, but it's even beyond just the income statement. Um, but let's start with the income statement here. So Rivian for 11 vehicles generated about a million in revenue. So that's about $91,000 in revenue per vehicle. That's probably going to come down. These are the launch editions. So they're a little bit higher here. I'll zoom in for you. Um, but we are looking at an $83 million cost for one million. That's right. And we knew the financials were going to be bad. We knew because think about it. You're building an entire factory. Your factory is set up to, to scale for millions and millions of units per year or, or hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of units per year. If you're just building a dozen or a couple hundred, the costs are going to be, you're, you're absorbing so little revenue over so many fixed costs. Their gross margin is going to look horrible for quarters to come. And I think investors need to understand this. Like Rivian lost $7 million on every car they sold. That's right. After they got, it cost them like $8 million to build every single car that they sold for 91,000. I'm going to repeat that. It cost Rivian $8 million to sell something, to build something that they sell for 91,000. And that's not including the entire cost to run the company. So right now you have a problem where as Rivian scales, its cash burn is going to grow because its gross margin is so negative. So I would expect Rivian to have a negative gross margin. This number, this little top number, is it going to be bigger than this cost of goods sold number for years to come? My guess is at least mid 2023 before Rivian is able to show positive gross margin. So that means as they scale deliveries, as they deliver more and more cars, yes, their losses per car per shrink will shrink, but still that 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 friction of losing money on every car you sell is so I don't, it, there's a chance that Rivian never makes even many money on any car they sell. But so this is just the first leg of the income statement. It's, um, I don't know, this is, I've never, I've never seen anything like this. Like the ambition, the scale, the losses, the difficult financial period that it, Rivian's going to have to go through is unlike anything we've seen for an IPO, which is why I make this case study uh, so, so interesting. So moving to the next part of this uh, financial statement here, you can see that Rivian has uh, R&D expenses of $441 million. So $441 million up from $220 million, a doubling of R&D over year over year, selling general administrative almost triple, quadruple the $253 million. So your operating expenses are $694 million a quarter, and you're only delivering 11 cars. And then you got that $82 million loss on those cars. So Rivian's loss is $776 million. Um, so, and as you can see, almost tripling year over year. In the first nine months of 2021, we're looking at a $1.8 billion loss versus $700 million loss. And I know you might be saying, like, Tesla lost a bunch of money in its early days, too, as they were ramping. Now look at how profitable they are. Galley, you were always saying that Tesla was investing, not burning money. Why is it different for Rivian? 
A, Rivian's bloated. They're burning way more money for the amount of vehicles producing and for the stage that they're at than Tesla. Rivian's already almost as big as Tesla. This is going to blow your mind. So I just showed you that Rivian has like uh, $700 million of operational expenses in a quarter, right? Tesla, if I show you Tesla here, Tesla last quarter had 1.7 billion. So Tesla's delivering a million cars a quarter almost, and they're spending 1.7 billion a quarter on operational expenses. Rivian's delivering 11 cars a quarter, and they're uh, doing 700 million. So not quite half that, but like 40%. So Rivian's already at 40% of Tesla's cost structure with like 0.001% of their vehicle production. So Rivian needs to scale revenue and vehicle production at an insanely higher clip than expenses. And this is just to me the simple math of why I'm telling you that I think Rivian's expenses are way too bloated. Tesla's got 1.6 billion of OPEX per quarter and they're producing a million cars a year and they have an energy business and they've been around for 15 years and they're generating 55 billion in revenue. Rivian's burning a million in revenue and they're burning 700 million in OPEX a quarter. This is way too much. This is too bloated. But the cash burn is even worse than that. So if we actually go to the cash flow statements, um, from their net cash use and operating activities, 586 million. And that's because they're paying some of this stuff in cash. They're not ca or in stock. They're not all cash expenses. But then you also have 605 million of uh, capital expenditures. Actually, this is for the nine months. So let's go for the three months here. They, they break out the cash flow. Um, and this is the billion a quarter number that I put in the uh, title of the video. So um, Rivian's free cash flow is $1.154 billion loss in the quarter, up from $435 million. To me, this is the most important number you're following if you're a Rivian investor right now. How much cash are you burning? How long is your cash going to last? How does the trajectory of this cash flow change as you scale? When do we start putting out positive cash flow? Tesla's pumping out billions of positive cash flow. Rivian's burning it. So the reason why this number is higher than the 776 million is because you also have massive capital expenditures. On top of the income statement burning about 800 million a quarter, you now have almost $500 million a quarter of capital expenditures, investments to build out future capacity production. This number is just going up. So my point is Rivian's burning 1.1 billion a quarter now, that's gonna scale to 1.5 to 2 billion a quarter to maybe even two and a half billion a quarter very quickly as they continue to ramp and these sort of uh, dynamics play out. So now you're wondering how how much cash does Rivian have? How long does it last? How What's their ability to continue to raise capital in the future to keep the notion of perceived solvency going, to be able to extend their runway until they get to profitability? That's the name of the game for Rivian. How much can they convince the market to keep giving them money until they can hit profitability? Um, so here's the most important number to watch. So. They had 5.2 billion in cash of September 30th, but the IPO was after. They got 13.5 billion of the IPO, another 1.2 billion from convertible notes. So now we're looking at $20 billion in cash. So Rivian has $20 billion in cash right now as of September 30th but they're burning 1.1 billion a quarter, which is ramping. So just some just some simple math here. If we wanna do some simple math, I don't know, can you see my calculator here? So let's say Rivian's got 20 billion divided by an average burn of 1.5 billion a quarter, that's 13 quarters divided by four. We're looking at three years of runway, 3.3 years of runway at 1.5 billion a quarter. So Rivian actually has, with this 19.9 billion, a significant amount of cash, like three or four years of cash at the current burn rate. But so that actually looks like an impressive number. And I would say, okay, now this gives Rivian time to show us the business model to do three or four quarters of getting production up, getting revenue up, improving those gross margins. 
They don't need to go get to profitability with that 19.9 billion, but they need to prove to the market that they can get to profitability, that they are going to be able to show huge improvements. And so that to me is the most interesting thing about Rivian is, will they be able to convince the market? And the re and although I think their cash position is super high, here's an exercise. It's actually an entirely new financial metric that I kind of made up like last night. I was just in bed and I was like thinking about this and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is why I can sum up why I don't like Rivian at this valuation and why I think the business model's in trouble. Not because they don't have enough cash, not because they don't have a great product, not, but it's because their cash burn as a percentage of their valuation is too high. So right now, Rivian at about, um, you know, $90 billion, let's call it 95, even a hundred, let's call it a hundred billion dollars is burning about 4.5, let's call it 5 billion a year at their current run rate of like today. So that's 5% of their market cap that's being burned each year in cash. So forget their balance sheet today. You just think about a business that if their equity price stays flat, has to dilute 5% per year just to keep the business afloat. And the problem is if that equity price goes down another 50% to $50 billion, that 5 billion burn goes to 10%. And so the problem is while you have cash, that's fine. But the second you run out of cash, you can't raise that amount of, like, like I would say 10% of burn rate to market cap is way too high because then you're forcing a huge amount of dilution on your shareholders to just keep your business afloat. And so I think this is the most important number to watch for Rivian is what is the cash burn as a percentage of market cap? If that cash burn starts climbing significantly above 5% of Rivian's market cap, I think the financial viability of this is gonna get into trouble. And the, the, this is why the reason why I say Rivian's biggest Achilles heel is its cost structure is because Everything right now is in la-la land. You have three years of cash. You're the hottest new IPO. Everybody loves your product. Now it's the hard part. Now you have to ramp. Now you're already locking yourself into burning 1.2 billion a quarter and ramping as you do three vehicle programs at once. You are gonna incinerate this 20 billion. Then what's gonna happen? You're gonna have to figure out how to start firing people, which I think to me, Rivian to be a successful company is gonna need to lay off a ton of people at some point. They're gonna have to have like this come to Jesus moment where they stumble, they fail, they learn, they get leaner. And then that is the sort of forcing function that creates a viable, profitable, mature company that gets through the end of this. And so um, my take on what Rivian stock is going to do going, and I did listen to the full conference call, by the way, the conference call, oh my God, so different than Tesla, like Rivian um, and RJ Scaringe. Um, RJ Scaringe is, is the, uh, the uh, CEO of Rivian. He's like, first of all, he's super young, but he's like really like, like toned down. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like, he's like super like, like buttoned up. He's like, um, you know, he sounded like he was reading from a script. He knows how to play the Wall Street game. Very different than Elon Musk. So this is RJ Scringe. He's the CEO. The conference call, I gotta say, was boring. And it, it didn't like excite me that much. But at the same time, I was like, these guys are calculated. They're playing the Wall Street game. They kind of know what they're doing on that level. So I do think that's a good thing. But um, Here's what I think is going to happen for Rivian. You have a lot of late stage growth investors, Ford who wants to cash out, T. Rowe Price who wants to cash out, all that 20 billion they raised. So what I think is going to happen is as your lockup expires, these early investors are going to legally be, legally be allowed to sell in the next six months to a year. You're going to see a huge pressure on Rivian's stock price. So I think the stock price is going to crumble significantly. Um, we can see Rivian actually had a, big, a nice bounce today. Let's go see what Rivian stock's doing here. So this is Rivian stock, right? since it launched. So we had a huge, opens at 100, hits almost 200 billion, 172. Now it's coming down. I think Rivian stock continues to slide, hits 40 to 50 bucks a share, maybe lower. I'm actually, okay, secretly, if I'm being greedy and I'm telling you guys what I want to happen, this is what I told Julian last night. I'm like, okay, what I want to happen 
I mean, I guess this is bad for Rivian, but I think this is what needs to happen for Rivian to succeed. And this is what would make it fun for me from a financial perspective is Rivian stock falls 90%. We go from 97 bucks a share to nine bucks a share. The valuation goes to nine or $10 billion, just as they're hitting a billion dollars in revenue, just as they're getting through the worst part of the manufacturing ramp. Nobody believes in them. All their insiders are selling. They have to raise more money at a not great price. That's when you want to buy in, when nobody believes Rivian will be great. You want to be a contrarian. Right now, the market is saying Rivian's perfect. They're going to crush it. The ramp's going to go smooth. And then they're on the conference call saying, we're already messing up production. We're already, we, we, told, you, we told you we're going to build 1,200 units this year. We're already going to come in short on that. We're losing more money than we thought. We're, and, and so I just think, but yet the stock's still invincible. So I'm waiting for this moment where I think the stock's going to pull back dramatically as reality and this sort of soberization hits that the business model's not great. That's when I think an opportunity will present itself because right now at $100 billion, you're pricing in the success of 100,000 units a year. That's It's going to take four years to get there. And you're pricing in this initial success of that 600,000 a year capacity. First of all, the entire notion that this, this Georgia plant for Rivian could be their biggest mistake. And this is exactly why I'm saying they raised too much money. Because look at what Rivian's doing with their money. They raised $5 billion to build a new plant in, in before they've even started their first plant. And what's Elon Musk telling everybody? What's the number one thing we learned about Tesla is don't expand too fast. And so this is what I think is gonna be the problem with Rivian is there's so much pressure on them from the market. How, does you, how do you manifest this too much cash, too much good times problem into a business model, model failure? You start forcing growth faster than your ability to do it in a strategic and sort of prudent way because your investors have such big expectations that you need to meet that you're going to overstep this sort of rational, forced, slow, forced spend only what you have growth, which is what made Tesla great. So I think Rivian, we're already seeing them manifest their, their mistake of too much capital by saying, okay, we're already going to buy a factory that's twice as big as our current factory before we even built our first factory. And if you Elon even tweeted at Rivian being like, that's not a good idea. And that was the first question on the conference call from Adam Jonas is, why aren't we waiting to learn from factory one before we build factory two? Because we don't have time to wait to build factory two. We start today, it's gonna get offline in 2024. All of your financial models already predicting revenue from that. And so now you're locking into a bloated cost structure of spending another 10 billion on a new factory when you don't even know if your first $10 billion factory is gonna work. And all of a sudden that's the kind of bloated cash burn that is increasing your burn rate as a percentage of market cap from 5% to 10% when you don't need it to. And so this is, I don't know if, if y'all are following me there, but to me, I'm already seeing Rivian makes the mistake, which will, in, which will inflate their burn rate to market cap ratio, which is the biggest structural risk that this company has. So I don't know how this is all going to turn out. I'm actually, believe it or not, through this whole rant, I am actually a fan of Rivian. And I know Rivian doesn't like, I used to go to the Rivian events and they used to like me, but then I got like too critical of their stock valuation. But I love this product. Like, I think what Rivian's doing is so badass. They're forcing everybody else to go electric, just like Tesla did. They're putting the pressure on the whole industry. We need more EV companies. They're going to help make the supply chains better. They're Rivian worth $100 billion with, 100, with a million in revenue. What does that tell you? Investor appetite for electric vehicles for the future, for clean, clean green solutions is insane. People want to bet on this. They know it's the future. They want to throw money at this, and they don't even care what the financials look like because they are so confident 
that electric green vehicles are the future. That is a great sign. We are seeing an appetite from the capital markets like never before to fund anything that's an electric vehicle. And I love that. And Tesla started that. But I will also caution you Rivian investors to say that Tesla's success does not guarantee Rivians, that Tesla could be a very unique you know, unicorn, that the next great uh, company, the next great trillion dollar company is not going to be an electric car company. That was Tesla. That's like my favorite Peter Thiel quote when I think about summing up the rationality of the EV markets right now. The next Mark Zuckerberg is not building a social network. The next Bill Gates isn't building an operating system. The next Elon Musk isn't building an electric car rocket company. We already have those. And so, um, ooh, I'm just so like, like the finance nerd in me is just so, so excited to uh, just keep watching this play out. Okay, I realize I haven't been reading your comments. So if you have comments, um, please let me know. I actually have no position in Rivian. I would never short a stock just because I don't like shorting stocks. That's betting on some somebody to fail. Why would I bet on Rivian to fail? I want them to succeed. It's already going to be hard enough for them to succeed without me. So I, I'm actually 100% rooting for Rivian and I would never short their stock. I would never short an EV stock. I just think shorting stocks is like, like why do you want to spend your energy and money betting on someone to fail when you could spend your energy and money on betting on a little guy to succeed? You know, if you don't like the stock, just don't buy it. So I would never short a stock, um, but I do think Rivian's significantly overvalued at this price. I'm waiting for it to, you You know my buy price, nine, five to 10 bucks a share is my realistic buy price. Maybe I'm like an old school value investor who's who's gonna miss the boat on the next great company because I'm too picky about valuation for Rivian and they are gonna do amazing things. They are gonna launch three vehicles at once. They are gonna make it profitable. Um, but I don't know, I, I just can't wait to keep watching. And I think it's kind of a, a present that we all have that Rivian's public and that we can all watch this unfold. We can listen to the conference call. Like, like you know, screw, screw going to business school. You wanna go to business school right now? Just follow Rivian stock, follow Tesla stock, get on their conference call. This is so, so interesting. It's history being made before our eyes. This is the best Netflix show you can watch on TV right now is what does Rivian stock do every day? What's the drama? What do the financials look like? How do they change? What's their strategy gonna be as they run into trouble? It's just, it's so fascinating. And um, I wanted to share it with y'all. Okay, also, I gotta tell y'all, I have an epic, I've been working on like a whole thing for my Patreon. So it's like 2022 preview, all my favorite assets, Tesla, SpaceX, crypto, Bitcoin. Um, and then I'm gonna do a live stream later this week. That's like my 2022 preview. So subscribe if you haven't done that already. That's gonna be like a baller live podcast that I wanna like have everyone tune in for. We'll just scheme on what's gonna happen in 2022, um, talk about hyperchange. Um, but anyway, love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. That's my review on Rivian. Still overvalued um, from a company perspective, but the product, huge momentum, getting great reviews. Um, almost as popular as Tesla on Google Trends when they IPO'd. 130,000 Twitter followers, 350,000 Instagram followers. Rivian is a brand and a company to be reckoned with. They got 20 billion to spend. Let's see how close to profitability they can get. Let's see how much leeway the market gives them. Let's see if they can execute on making customers happy with their first deliveries. Peace, love y'all. Rivian, good luck if y'all are watching.